Hey, hello, welcome to the podcast where apparently everything is depressed. So, how are you doing? How's your day going? And what's your name? Hi, my name is Samantha. I'm actually a comfortable walking chair. Now, before all of this, I was an old trashy chair in a trashy corporate office. Okay, so tell me about your office. Um, there was not my. It was like those offices where like people just keep working and they don't care about me. You know, they just sit on me carelessly. You know, it's just it was not a good environment to be in. Okay, so did you have any wear and tear like? Because of so many people would sit on you, maybe they would be sweaty one day. Or yeah, extremely. One would be sweaty and just sit on me. One would be a little bit too fat and you just break one of my limbs off. It's really truly terrible. So tell me about your your past experiences or life. Did you all were you always a chair in this office? Did were did were you in another space, etc. I was always in, kept in this office. I was born in this office. I was kept in this office and everybody just used to normally just sit around on me. And one day I just like broke off. This one guy sat on me and I just broke. And then they just threw me and my organs in the trash. Just like that. I was treated like nothing and extremely carelessly. So... Let me get this straight. He broke you and, and you got repaired. No. He broke me and then the people just threw me away in the dustbin. So you're living in a dust in a dustbin right now. <laughs> no. I'm not living in a dustbin. I actually when I was apparently in the past living in the dustbin, um some guy took me out and repaired me into this really comfortable and beautiful rocking chair. Okay, and how does it feel being in a, in a new chair repaired by someone else? I love my life. I, I was bought by this average American guy named Michael and he keeps me in his bedroom and I just love my life. He takes care of me properly like I'm actually supposed to be treated. That sounds like a really nice person. Do you have any uh, climate adaptations such as when there's different weather around your house? effects happen to you? I mean my corporate office environment was pretty difficult to adapt on so now that I'm here in Michael's house I was adapted pretty quickly with everything. And tell me about the... is there any sort of humidity in Michael's place where there you're, you're, you can start wearing down or is it a cool kind of climate? It's a cool kind of climate and it's really open. Sometimes it's just when too much rain happens and all that, it's just all sticky and all. But then it's okay. I've adapted properly, so I don't really mind. Okay, that, that's, that sounds pretty nice. Um, so tell me about other people and other chairs. What's your opinion on them? Okay, so I have other chairs in that around me. Two of them are on Michael's study table, known as Dave and Bob. And like, I don't think they're like really fond of me at all because they're just like really, mm. they keep bitching about me. They don't really like me because Michael just keeps choosing me all the time over them. So they hate me. Okay. So, um, so, 
Tell me about the insides of your chair. Are you what are you made of? I'm made of mostly wood. And yeah, that's it. I'm actually made of mostly wood and I just keep rocking with the wind speed until Michael sits on me and then just, you know, sleeps on me all the time. Sleeps on a wooden chair? Yeah. Apparently, I'm too comfortable for him, so he's just like um Michael's the type of guy who's like really sad all the time, so he just sits on me to th overthink and when he just stresses and overthinks, he just apparently falls asleep on me. Do you find yourself emotionally attached to Michael? Yeah, because he thinks on me a lot. And he's just this really cool kind of guy, but at the same time he's just really sad. He has no friends at all. I mean, like whatever friends he had at his office, he just like broke off with them because he's just too busy with his work. And then he just sits and overthinks and starts crying. Sometimes I think crying. Yeah, he's just really depressed. He has no friends and like he never goes out to have fun. He just comes home from work, sits on me, sometimes sleeps on me, and then just that's it. That's his life. What did he do when he's sitting on you? What tasks? He puts on mostly he listens to music with his headphones on and just keeps rocking me. And then sometimes when he's extremely angry, he just likes hit me and you know just be like all that it kind of hurts me but then sometimes i just think i'm doing something wrong but i'm not doing something wrong if you know what i mean so yeah hmm what do you what do you like what, what would you like to see in the outside world or experience i would like to experience different houses with different people like you know i want a change of environment sometimes you know if michael could just keep me in his living room for once besides being with dave and bomb like they're just i'm tired i just want to go out and see different people i want different nice people to sit on me other than michael because he's just too depressed you know so so what kind of feelings do you do you have for Michael? Um, he's a really good guy. I feel really attached to him. But me and him don't connect that much because he's just too up on his, you know, own thoughts and he's just too engrossed to actually just be like, "Oh, you know, you're nice and all that." But it's okay. Has Michael ever been happy and and why do you think he's so depressed all the time? Um, Michael, there's been really, really, really few incidents where Michael was actually really happy. Yeah. But he was sad. I mean, he's sad all the time because he has no friends. Like, he just, like, overthinks all the time. And he never has really made an effort to, you know, actually go out or get a girlfriend you know get friends home and let other people sit on me like he does not do that he's just not personally interested in doing any of this he just wants to work hear his same boring music and that's it so you have no idea why no actually no idea why does michael have any people who are special to him 
Um, he had this one girl in his neighborhood, but he never really made an effort to go talk to her. She still actually, I feel that she still waits for him to, you know, go talk to him, talk to her. But he never does. He's just not interested. He can't see that she's actually interested in him. Because he just thinks that, you know, oh, who could be interested in me? So, he never actually does have anybody special. Other than his parents. His parents just keep coming over. That's all. Okay. Um... What do you think about Michael's parents then? Michael's parents are really, really good and happy people for his change. I don't know how they got a sad kid, but they're really, really happy. Um, they just, they're a happy couple and seeing them makes me so happy and I really wish sometimes Michael would just stay happy for one whole day without, you know, just being sad, like, you know, happy without any reason. Which I'm pretty sure he can't be because there are very few incidents where he's happy. Is Michael on any sort of medication or any sort of those kinds? Maybe he's seeing someone for help or... I think he has a therapist because he can't really figure out his own thoughts and he can't figure out how sad he is. So he, I think he goes to a therapist to um, figure out his feelings and what he feels and why he's so sad. He's on this pill that actually makes him sleep, those sleeping pills, because at night I just find him just waking up, looking through the window, not being able to sleep till like 5 o'clock in the morning. It was It's just really sad seeing him like this and I really wish he gets better, but I really don't know. I don't really think his therapist is a big help. Well, if he has a ther therapist, it's it's already a sign that he's looking to have emotional support and help. Yeah, but I mean, he's trying to get emotional support and help, but some I just feel he's shutting his therapist out too. Like he just thinks nobody can understand him or he's just not letting people in at all. And I actually don't know why. There must be something that's happened with him. But he never ever opens up to anyone. Ever. If you had to guess what happened to him, what would you say it was? So before, in, uh, before this girl in Michael's neighborhood, Michael actually did have a girlfriend. And believe it or not, he was really happy with his girlfriend. And... I don't know what happened, but one day she didn't come. Like, she used to spend time with Michael every day. Used to come, used to sit on me, used to be happy, used to watch movies. Everything was good. But then, I don't know, one day she didn't come. And then, I don't know what happened after that one day. She never came back. So, I actually don't know what happened. Why do you think she never came back? It's probably, I think, because she died. That could be a possibility. Because I saw Michael crying and his parents, you know, consoling him that, you know, oh, she's in a better place now. Let her rest in peace. Please go to her funeral. You know, say some words about her. But Michael was really, like, not in a good mood. And I think that's why he just shut, he shut, I mean, like, he, you know, sh 
shut down everybody he had in his life after that day? Does Michael have or had any passions? He likes to paint. He used to paint with his girlfriend every Sunday. They used, she used to come over. He used to have those typical Sundays with good movies and popcorn and you know just making beautiful paintings. And after I think she was gone, he never really did anything besides work and sleep. It's a very sad story to hear. Um, yeah, it's devastating. It's, I really can't see Michael like that, but at the same time, I can't help him because he's not helping himself at all. How old is Michael? He's um, 22 years old. And all of this happened like a year ago, so I think it was too much for him to process. That's why he's just really, I think, in a trauma right now. And he doesn't want to accept anything in his life. So that's why he's just shut. He's like, nobody comes to his house. Not even his parents anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, because he's just... They had a fight once, and I saw it. And his parents and him were fighting about why he shuts everybody out. And I think his parents never came back since then. That is really sad to hear that Michael has nobody. Yeah. I really hope he doesn't end up doing something to him. But you actually never know. He's, I think, on to that stage. But, yeah. So, how old is Michael? He's 22. Not an ideal age to get all of this as a trauma. But, I think, yeah. This trauma really like shook him because he really loved his girlfriend and they had plans of marrying each other and moving away in a different city and starting over. Tell me more about yourself. What, what is going through your head after all of this? What do you want to do and other things? I, I would actually like to experience something other than Michael's sadness because seeing him depressed like this it becomes a really really depressed environment and I don't want to live in that environment no Michael's really good like he's a very caring guy but he just never opens up and that's what is really like hurting and like for me I'm a really like a funny type of person I kinda like to stay happy all the time I don't have any reason to be sad at all so yeah. Okay. Well, as this podcast is coming to an end, do you have any last things you'd like to say? Um, yeah. I love this interview and I really hope Michael gets better after this, but I do not genuinely know if he's going to be okay at all, ever. But yeah, thank you so much for having me here. Also, Ahana, I can only wish the best for you and I hope everything goes well. Thank you so much for for being here on this fine day of this podcast. Until the next one, goodbye.